Welcome in to another episode of the Outsiders Sports NFL Previews. We are going division by division through the entire league to pick who's going to rise, who's going to fall, who's going to win, and who is going to play portals. Uh, today we are going with the NF, or the AFC South, excuse me, off to a hot start. Uh, I am your, I'm your host, Elias Cedar, and I'm joined by my buddies, Jack Anzer. Jack, how you doing? Good, you? I'm doing all right, kid. Uh, Anthony, you've been on for the last couple of your back for some reason. Uh, how you doing down in Georgia? Oh, not too bad, man. Nice and hot down here. Good. I hope you got a beer in hand. Always. All righty. Let's, uh, let's get right into it. Enough of the pleasantries. Uh, finishing fourth in maybe the worst division in football last year, the AFC South was the Jacksonville Jaguars, the worst of the worst. They were three and thirteen, uh, despite preseason predictions from many that they would be uh, a rising star. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> on offense, they were twenty third against the pass, twenty eighth against the run. On defense, they were a little bit better, fifteenth against the pass, twelfth against the run. Uh, let's start with you, Jack. What do you what are your thoughts on the Jacksonville Jaguars for twenty seventeen? Well, yeah, the uh, the over-under going into the year is six and a half wins. I like the under on that. I, I I don't trust Doug Marone. I don't think he has what it takes to turn around a franchise like that. He's just not that kind of commanding leader like that. And Blake Bortles, is he, he's got all the gifts. The thing about Blake Bortles is he's just not that smart, <laughs> just, just like as a person. So that, you know, that like that – I mean, he's, you've listened to that guy in interviews, and he's just sure. He's, he's just not. He's just not very, not very smart. So between that elusive kind of coach quarterback combination, I don't like this team. And they've made some improvements. They're very athletic, especially offensively. But I, I just can't get behind this team. I don't trust them. Anthony, six and a half. You take me over? Uh, I, I think I'm under as well. I agree with a lot of his points. There are some things to like about the Jags, you know, playing some devil's advocate. Obviously, being a Florida State graduate, I like Jalen Ramsey a lot. They've got some good young players mm. on defense. But, I mean, yeah, it, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to Blake Bortles. I honestly don't even see him making it through the year as a starting quarterback. I think Chad Henney steps in halfway through the year. Wow, big prediction. So, yeah, I think like, uh, like bye week or like just Jesus Christ, Week three, Blake Bortles, like his arm no, fell off. No, I think they have too much invested in him to just be like week three. But yeah, I think like maybe like eight, nine games in, he's bad, man. He is. He makes some awful throws. Yeah, but I mean, with Chad Henney, I mean, it's it's kind of a lot of the same problems. Like he's well, he's he looks he looks the part. He can fling it around, but he he doesn't seem like the brightest guy either. Yeah, no, you you're not wrong, right? I, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's a good quarterback on the roster. Right. But, I mean, when you when you see somebody be that bad over and over and over again, eventually you just gotta kind of throw it in. Either you and think kinda, they'd look? Do you guys think they'd look elsewhere? I mean, here's the thing with quarterbacks: like, where where can you look? Right. right. Like mid season, what's what's the acquisition? You know, pool for for quarterbacks, right? It's yeah, not, I, I know one guy. <laughs> I don't think Tony Romo is coming out of retirement to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, though. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you thinking of Kaepernick? Yeah. I, see, to me, 
I don't understand why they haven't brought in Kaepernick already. Right. Like, I, well, I I think I know why. I mean, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's like I think that Tom Coughlin must want to give Blake Bortles a chance, or give himself a chance, or give Marone a chance to turn Bortles around, because if you have been watching the Blake Bortles that it sounds like all three of us have been watching for the last couple of years. Uh, and you're not like Jabari, who's just in love with tall white guys with a strong arm. You've got to know that Blake Bortles is not the answer at quarterback. And not only is he not the answer, he's, like, actively making your team worse. Right. right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's like it's got to be a hubris thing from Tom Coughlin. But i, I got to ask, you know, we've seen Tom Coughlin's face get, like, really red in the cold, <laughs> right? What color is it going to turn after three weeks of watching Blake Bortles throw dead ducks 12 yards down the field. <laughs> it just goes in the other direction. He just slowly disappears. <laughs> like he, he just like slowly turns into mist. <laughs> so, fades to white and then just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever's, whatever's whiter than white, we're about to discover it. Yeah. Giving a whole new definition to the words of white with rage. So, yeah. As, yeah. as of this weekend, I have for the first time ever, a source about Blake Bortles. So, yeah, hold the phones. So, one of my, obviously, I'm from Florida. I lived in Tampa a long time. One of my best friends was roommates with Bortles in, um, at UCF. And oh, yeah. appa- apparently the first meeting with Tom Coughlin did not go so well. And uh, really? Blake is under the impression that Tom Coughlin does not like him very much. So, hmm. take that for what it's worth. That's obviously my friend told me and his friend who was Blake Bortles' roommate told him, but I mean, it's sources. 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 Hashtag sources. Good enough capital. for Chris cut, cut out all the part where I gave up my source. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just capital, capital S sources. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we want to protect his anonymity there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it really is tragic, right, because if you look at this Jaguars franchise, which has been so awful for so long, other than Blake Bortles, there's a lot to like here, right? Sure. They've got some of the best young wide receivers out there in Allen Hurds and Allen Robinson. Uh, they they just drafted Leonard Fournette, who, you know, is a great guy from everything I can tell, and he's an awesome running back, although I have questions. I have my doubts about him as an NFL running back. Likewise. Um, it's not slower. It's not he, slow, like you said. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> that was an illusion. No, it's, it, you're wrong. That was You're the wrong. preseason, Leonard. Yeah, yeah. He'll have his welcome to the NFL moment. That yep. he, he is incorrect. Sure. Um, you know, even on defense too, right? They've got. First of all, their defense was, you know, mediocre. They were at least average last year. Yep. Uh, and they've got Miles Jack, is a young stud in, uh, linebacker, and they've they've got uh, AJ Bouye. No, sure, yeah, that corner. Jalen yeah. Ramsey, right? So like, they've got a lot of pieces here, but Calais Campbell. Sure, yeah. Like, this defense could even take a step forward, but man, if Blake Bortles isn't way better than he's ever been, then they're, they're just not gonna be going anywhere. Um, yeah, and it's the interceptions with him, especially red zone interceptions, that just puts so much pressure on, on a young defense. Cause there is a lot of talent. Miles Jack, Jalen Ramsey, but those guys, those guys are very young, very inexperienced, and that, that's a combination that doesn't, play well together is inexperienced defense and red zone turnovers. That's, yeah. that's the problem there. 
Yeah, and, you know, you can have a, a bad quarterback if that bad quarterback doesn't, like, actively screw things up for you, right? Right. But, Alex I mean, Smith. that's what Peyton Manning did. That's what yeah. Alex Smith does, right? Right, or, right, exactly. Uh, but, you know, Blake Bortles tries to be a good quarterback or thinks he is a good quarterback or is just too dumb to realize that he's a bad quarterback. But whatever he's doing, it's it's not working. Um, and, and as for your, for Leonard Fournette's welcome to the NFL moment, yeah. the the Jaguars' first three weeks they play at Houston, home oh. for the Titans, home for the Ravens. Nice. Those are three top ten run defenses from last year. Uh, so have have fun, Leonard yeah, Fournette. We'll, we'll see what uh, how slow the NFL really is in those first few weeks. Yeah, because you go back and and watch his uh, like highlight tape from from LSU, and you can drive a Mack truck through the holes that he had there. Their offensive line was incredible at run blocking for him, and to his credit, he did a, a ton of amazing things, you know, through those holes. But he he got he got a lot of help at LSU, so it's it's a whole other animal in the NFL. It's not as easy as he seems to think it is. Yeah, yeah, he's no doubt he's great at uh, destroying defensive backs in the open field because he's a really big gas <laughs> guy. Yeah, but uh, so was Trent Richardson. Right, exactly, yep. exactly. Yep. There's a, the playing, succeeding at running back in the NFL is is much more about vision and uh, you know sort of patience and uh, than it is pure physical ability. Um, yeah, the Trent so. Richardson comparison is a good one. Yes, I mean, really spot on, actually. Yeah. I, I yeah. think Fournette could be a, a big bust. Um, and I'd stay away from him in fantasy. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, the the Jaguars, uh, yeah, the, looking at the, at some, you know, other metrics from last year, they were 13th in offensive line play, so they're they're okay on the offensive line. Uh but it's the turnovers. I mean, they, they were minus 16 in turnovers last year. That was mm. third worst in the NFL. Ooh. Uh, and I don't know that it's going to get improved because they've got the same guy playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, I think all three of us are under six and a half wins uh, for them. Sadly, again, no good news for Jaguars fans. Yeah, although I, I, the one thing I will point out is I, I am interested to see uh, D.D. Westbrook, see how he fits into this offense, because we know Blake Bortles likes going down the field, and they have a lot of speed in their receiving court. They have a, well, they have a lot of speed and just a lot of downfield playmaking ability. So even though they're going to suck, they're going to be a tremendous fantasy team, and they're still going to be fun to watch. Oh, garbage time special for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope um, they have Thursday night games. They're going to be a perfect Thursday night football. Oh, team we'll see them year. on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll Great see them on Thursday night. Team. Great uh, color rush team. Oh, those golds are brutal. Oh. <laughs> I love like it. Like a mustard. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Looks like Matt something I'd mustard. take on Madden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Uh, all right. Let's, let's move on before we all get he said. Um. <laughs> yeah, those jerseys are like, you know, like when you're playing like Madden, a franchise mode with somebody else and you go in and make their uniforms for them. That's, that's what you make. <laughs> <laughs> just like trolling them. Yeah. And then you just start the season and they get to the first game and they're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have control over uh, a competitor's fantasy team's uh, logo and name this year, so I think I might just make it the Jaguars team picture uh, in color rush. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Uh, okay. So moving up one step on the uh, divisional standings ladder from 2016, finishing third in the NFC South of the Indianapolis Colts. They were eight and eight. Um, they were 17th in passing offense, 10th in rushing efficiency, uh, 26th against the pass on defense, and 32nd dead last against the run on defense. Um, is uh, I guess we're going to answer you first this time. Is our, our boy Andrew Luck, the Giant, going to make it through this season. Dude, he is the mo- oh, man. He's the most confusing quarterback to me because I feel like he should be way better than he is. Like three years ago, I was like very adamant that he was about to make the elite jump into that like top class of quarterbacks, and he just hasn't. Ugh. I mean, yeah, some of it's health, right? Um, I don't know, man. I I like Andrew Luck a lot. I thought that Grigson, their old GM, was awful and put, like, absolutely no talent next to him. I think that hurt him a lot. I think he will be one of the better quarterbacks in the league this year. You know, they've added definitely some – they've made some additions to the team. So, we'll see. I think they'll be better than they were last year. I I mean, I don't know that they'll be great, but they're they're at least – they have a direction now since they fired their GM. Has he peaked? Andrew Luck? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are, are his best years ahead of him or behind him? Got to be ahead of him, right? He hasn't even so? been that – like, he hasn't really done anything special yet. Right, but that's kind of the thing is he's had he's had plenty of time. I mean, I, I got to say that bad Ross, Ross? ahead of him. Sure. It's, it's To me, all right, so it's, it's tough because on the one hand, I've never been afraid of Andrew Luck. Like, as a, as a Patriots fan, I've never – you know – Obviously, you know, we're not afraid of many people around the NFL, but like, like, you know, when I played Peyton Manning, it was like, Peyton Manning's going to score. Like, I was scared of him, right? Yeah. I had never once been afraid of Andrew Luck. But Peyton Manning had way better people around him. Sure, right. And so that's, that's part of the problem. Like, Andrew Luck's entire career has been T.Y. Hilton and the JV squad. Right. Uh, and, and then, you know, he plays from behind almost the entire game because they have consistently the worst defense in the league. Um, and how much is their roster going to improve in the next, you know, five five years? Mm. Say, I mean, is are they that? That's, well, that's another team that's really trending up. They they've got a they they sort of got the new front office regime in there, so they finally got rid of Grixon, which I think you know can only help them because he's sure. probably the worst GM I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I look at their team right and. Andrew Luck, I mean, the biggest thing for any quarterback is his offensive line play is the biggest thing is his support pass, right? If you give a quarterback time, he can find an average receiver uh, and make it, make completions happen. But the Colts' offensive line is composed of three picks from last year uh, and uh, street free agent and then Anthony Costanzo. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really bad. <laughs> like, it is. It is, uh, man. They they have swung and missed on offensive linemen, uh, and they're starting like just inexperienced guys and maybe one average offensive lineman. So, right, and and is that I don't I just don't see that changing. So so that question about Andrew Luck kind of comes from a place of like, yes, he's been on mediocre rosters up to this point, but. What says he's not going to be on mediocre rosters for the rest of his career? And some quarterbacks are like that. Some quarterbacks can 
play well with good pieces around them. Some guys are the kind of guys that can elevate the rest of the roster, and some guys just aren't. So maybe maybe that's what he is. Is Maybe he's the guy who would have been good but just can't elevate mediocre talent. Maybe. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, man, it's – it's really unbelievable that we that we're here, you know, I think coming off of the expectations for luck. I think that's pretty unfair though. Like I mean I think Andrew Luck himself has put up good stats. I mean definitely above average stats stats sure. he's been been um in the NFL and like put put the best court I mean, I think we can all agree that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean that's a, a discussion yeah. for another time. But you yeah. put him <laughs> put him instead of getting drafted by the Patriots, he gets drafted by the Browns. Yeah. And the, the he's nowhere near the quarterback he is today. Not even Yeah, he never even sees the no. field probably. Of course. Right? And I mean, how much better is this Colts roster than the Browns roster? If it's if it is better, it's not a whole lot better. So Man, I, mean, I don't know if it is. If you take right? Andrew Luck off this think... team Right. I, I mean, this, if you look off this team, they're going 0 and 16 to 2 and 14. So I don't think it's fair to like throw him in there. Like, yeah, he's not a guy who can elevate the roster because I don't know that any quarterback, like you put the greatest quarterback of all time on a roster like this, and they're going eight and eight. You know, they're going nine and seven, somewhere in that range, which is what Andrew Luck has always kind of floated around outside of that one year where they had a really great year. Sure. I, I I think uh, I probably would side with Anthony on this one, but it, it, it's not an, a completely unfair, it's not a completely bizarre question, right? Because like Andrew Luck has gotten beat to shit for the last couple of years, and there's nothing really that says that's going to change. And you know, at some point, like maybe those injuries pile up to the point where he it diminishes his skills. Like that's a completely reasonable possibility. Yeah, yeah. right. Because yeah, because it, it reaches a certain point where. You know, you, the bulk of your improvement obviously comes in your in your early 20s, and once you make it into your mid into into late 20s, just everybody develops slower. I mean, Bill Belichick recently was interviewed, and he said, you know, by far, by far and away, the biggest improvement is between rookie year and second year, and then it just kind of goes down the line. The fewer years you played in the NFL, the more you improve. And I worry about Andrew Luck that he his development was stunted in the most crucial years and not necessarily that he's going to trend down from here on out, but just that he's not going to get any better from anything we've seen. Yeah. And there's David Carr syndrome too, you know, yeah. where when you just get knocked to the moon, like on every snap, yeah, you start assuming that that's going to happen even when it doesn't. Uh, totally in agree. And to your point, Anthony, I, I, by the way, I completely think David Carr would have been a Pro Bowl quarterback on even a mediocre franchise. So, you know, the point you're making about the about the roster, completely, completely agree on that one. It makes a huge, huge difference. All right, well, so the I guess the question, the last question I have on the Colts is, if you were to fix any one thing about this team, would you fix the offensive line, the run defense, or the pass defense? Can I defense the owner? Because <laughs> no, because really, I, I I do think that this is this is a franchise that always has a just a hint of just dysfunction to it, um, whether it be the coach and the GM fighting with each other. There, and I think it starts at the top and kind of works its way down. So I'd actually say the owner. 
So I think that the pass defense will be a lot better this year. Vontae Davis was out most of the year last year. So I would have to go run defense. Yeah. Okay. Thirty second in the league. Can't yeah. can't argue. Can't argue with yeah. that. Do you do you think it's going to? This year? Do you guys think it's yeah. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. like they got I mean Javal Sheard is more of a pass rusher. Do you guys think they're gonna be any better this year? I don't see a reason why they would be. Anyway. I don't think they'll I don't I think they'll be bottom third of the of the league. I don't think they'll be thirty second. Yeah, it. I mean they they can't they literally can't get worse. So Right. Yeah, so they're at eight and a half wins right now. Where, where do you where do you, do you guys have them uh, have them on that? That is so tough. I pro- I, I like them right around eight and eight, nine and seven. That, that yeah. is, that's a good. I wouldn't I wouldn't place a bet on that. So somewhere in <laughs> right. Yeah, let's. I mean, so they they play a third place schedule. Uh, sure. They finished eight and eight last year. So they, they still get they still get all of their division games, and there's really no standouts in this. Let's be completely honest. Um, oh man, they play the NFC West uh, and the AFC North, uh, and then they also get the Bills, Rams, Cardinals, Browns, Seahawks, Niners, Titans, Bengals, <laughs> Texans. <laughs> like the, yeah, that's a lot of stink. Like Steelers and Titans, Jaguars, Bills, like <laughs> there's just a lot of really bad teams on this schedule. That's a lot of filth. So I mean, man, if if Andrew Luck can stay on his feet for 16 games, like it's almost hard for them not to to win nine games. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's true. That's which I mean, that, yeah, because that should not be a, that should not be a nine win team. No, no. It's, I mean, the roster is like a like a you know in any other division they're probably a four win maximum team. But exactly, yeah. I mean, when you play the Jaguars twice, the Titans twice, and the Texans twice, and then you get the Bills and you get the Browns. Yeah. Like there's just it, they're they're trying to the Colts wins. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, eight and a half is a is a tough spot. Uh, it's because it's like then I turn around like I'm betting on the Colts to win nine games. I'm betting on this roster. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to place that bet. Maybe not. think about. I could maybe yeah. think about an under, but that's tough. Yeah, I mean, an under is basically an Andrew Luck gets hurt bet in a lot of ways. Um, or or just sucks. Or he's just because the other the other part of it is. I mean, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating being, you know, a guy with that pedigree on a team that shitty for so long. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, the next team is one of the most interesting teams in the maybe the entire AFC this year. Uh, the Tennessee Titans surprised everybody by finishing nine and seven last year, and playing Meg Munch's, uh what do you call it, exotic Smash Mouth offense, <laughs> which is like great in terms. Um, yeah. That's just because they have an exotic quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So the, the Titans, you know, last year it was like, I think their leading receiver was their tight end, Delaney Walker. In fact, I'm almost positive of that. Yeah. Um, they have a sort of two-headed monster running back between DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, and they, they used a revitalized offensive line to, to smash their way almost to the playoffs last year. Um, of course, Marcus Mariota uh, 
broke his leg, I think, or with a torn ACL, you know, some serious lower leg injury uh, towards the end of the season. So that probably cost him to miss the playoffs. Um, a lot of people uh, are, are picking the Titans as a, as a playoff contender this year. Uh, do you have any takers on that take? Well, they added – obviously they drafted Corey Davis in the first round, uh, and then they added Eric Decker. So the weakness that you really just pointed out on that offense, offense was receiver, and they did something about that. I think this offense, offensive line is top three in the NFL. They've got a great running game. They've got a developing young quarterback who's definitely shown flashes. I mean, I can't really find a weakness here anymore. Like They've got a good offense. Yeah, they they definitely do. So, what do you, what do you guys think of Corey Davis? I didn't have a chance to to see much of him coming out. Are you guys high on him? I'm really high on Corey Davis. Yeah, yeah he's pretty good. I'm nice. really high on Corey Davis. I thought he should have been the number one overall pick, or not overall pick. I thought he should have been the number one receiver pick. Uh, instead, he was like the uh, I, I think he was a, maybe a second or third after Mike right. Williams. Well, um, they traded up to get him, didn't they? No, no, they no. Well, they must have, yeah, because they picked him. No, they didn't. They had a pretty high pick, I thought. Well, uh, I thought they traded up. Oh, you're wrong. No, because I think they traded down in the quarterback swapping last year, uh, and so they had a they had the Rams pick this year. Well, either uh, way, if if Delaney Walker is your leading receiver, that definitely needs to be an upgrade. So. Even though, you know, they got Eric Decker, we know he's good. Tajay Sharp, he's a good kind of secondary option. I'm not quite sure. I, I, I don't know what to expect from from their pass catchers, kind of with a young Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I mean, one thing to know is they, they should have every opportunity to succeed because that running game is going to be monstrous. Yeah. Uh, they were they were eighth in rushing efficiency last year, uh, and and – honestly could make be even better uh this year. You know, some of those young offensive linemen getting a little bit better. Um you know, particularly I'm thinking about Jack Conklin who was very good last year as a rookie. Yeah. Uh but you know, as you said, there's a big jump in between first and second year. Um so I you know I could see their offense having every opportunity to succeed and if these receivers are even just decent. I mean, and I think Eric Decker yeah. certainly at least will be good, and I expect Davis to be good as well. But I mean, they're they're stepping up from almost nothing, right? Right. Yeah. I went so, to their third third string running back's wedding in Buffalo. Pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, you guys can cut that. Part out. You have any sources yeah. on that? Any? That's cool. Any... I've got pictures. Yeah. Oh, and I met uh, I met Brandon Oliver, who plays for the Chargers. Cool dude. Cool. Sure. I nice. Know. <laughs> you can cut that out. Well, so, no, uh, yeah. post, post some pics up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, sources. <laughs> make, it, sources. make it big time, That's baby. About my sources. So, yeah. flipping to the, the defensive side of the ball for the Titans, because I think we all agree offense should be pretty good. Um, what do we expect from this defense? Last year they were 10th against the rush, but an ugly 27th against the pass. Uh, Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, baby. That's what they did. They brought in Logan Ryan. Um, I don't know. I have never been too high on Logan Ryan when he was with the Patriots. No, I think he was just a, yeah, I think he was a bit of a system player. I think he, uh, I think he was very good as a Patriot, played his role. He's, he's not that athletic. 
he can't really stay with downfield receivers all that well. I, yeah, I, I mean, he's he's a good player. He's a good player, but he's not an impact player addition to that defense. So I think we're going to see a lot of the same as last year. Maybe not, maybe not quite as bad against the pass, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think yeah, pretty, pretty similar. Definitely an improvement. I think they're probably hoping that Adore Jackson is going to be that impact player. Yeah. He's obviously a rookie. But, I mean, at least they're taking steps forward to fix it. You know, they're addressing the need. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's shocking to me how many times NFL teams, like, look at their team and go, I don't know what their weakness is. And, like, yeah. Or they just don't do anything about it, right? Like, the Colts haven't drafted or, or done anything about, like, run defenders or offensive linemen in a decade. Two decades. Right? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, it's nice to see a team that looks at its weaknesses and goes, okay, we need to improve yeah. at cornerback and at receiver and goes out and drafts those guys and signs right. those guys. Um, I don't think that if they, if they are planning to ask Logan Ryan to be a number one set down corner, I think they're asking for trouble. <laughs> um, but if, if they sort of – carve out a role for him in a system that's not cornerback featuring, uh, I think that could be okay. okay. Um, they they still have, you know, they still have some good pass rushers. They still have sort of the aging core at linebacker. It's got Brian Rackhill in there. Yeah. Uh, he should be back. So, you, you know, there's there's a lot to like about this Titans team. Uh, Jack, do you have a, uh, do you have an over-under for them? Yeah, so they're, what are they, eight and a half? Or, yeah, they're eight and a half as well. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm really starting to like the, like the over on the eight and a half, um, especially with what Anthony was saying about the offensive line. Um, because, you know, even, even if I do still need to see something from the pass catchers, like I said, we know the running game is going to be good. And if that offensive line can protect young Marcus Mariota, that's huge for him and his ability to get the ball to those guys and let them make plays in space. So given given that their offensive line is what it is, I think that can that can really propel them to about a nine. Yeah, probably probably nine and seven sounds about right. What do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely like the over there. I was thinking nine and seven to ten and six. Um, sure. I think the offense is going to be tough for a lot of teams to stop. You know. Start off with that two-headed beast there running back, and like you said, with with a line like that, you get time for your receivers to get separation. So nine and seven to ten and six. Yeah, I mean it's a strange line to me for a couple of reasons. One, yeah. I mean the the Titans were nine and seven last year, so to put the line at eight and a half means you think they are are at they they didn't get any better, right? Yeah. And it seems to me, and conventional wisdom seems to say that they did get a lot better, right? Well, so sure. I'm confused by that line. I'm also really confused by how you can look at the Colts roster and the Titans roster and say they have the same expected wins. Right. Uh, so that's a very confusing line to me. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over on that, and I'm I'm probably gonna put down some some serious dough on that. I, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be with you, but I I think it's. It's uh, a bit of a lack of confidence in Marcus Mariota. I think that's what that is. So he's, are you... played, he's played good over the he past has. couple of years, though. You know, I, th- I think he's really come along. He's, I-, I think he's done really, really well for a rookie quarterback first two years, you know, rookie, and then in sophomore season as well. I, I, I don't see any reason to dislike Mariota at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, there's, there's two concerns. One is is the injury history last year. He, he missed a lot of time last year, and the yeah. other one is he right. had a couple. He had some really bad turnovers last year too, and a playing uh, style that lends itself to injury. Sure. Um, you, you know, know what else I really, I really, really like is, um, I mean, we talked about their defense being kind of their weak point, but their coordinator is Dick LeBeau, and he tends to put together yep. some pretty defenses. Yeah, he's got a decent good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, interesting to point out in terms of the turnovers and maybe why people are a little bit skeptical uh, uh, on Mariota. The Titans uh, led the division last year in turnover ratio at zero. They were dead even in turnovers, um, which tells you how bad this division is. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, the other three teams are all in the bottom ten in turnovers. But, uh, you know, this is a team, this is an offense that's designed to not turn the ball over, right? Right. So the fact that they weren't even able to finish in the green, you know, in in turnovers means that, you know, it indicates that Mariota had a propensity to turn the ball over even in limited chances to do so. Right. For sure. Yep. Uh, So that would be my concern with Mariota, but I'm going to hammer that over. It half seems like easy money. Uh, well, you never Titans. you never know. Mariota could get injured, and they'll go eleven and five because they have Matt Castle backing him up. So, yeah, yeah, Matt Castle's a backup, surefire eleven and five. Don't yeah. don't even say that name around me. <laughs> 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 yeah. <I'll pass>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, looking at the schedule here too, they uh, they play the NFC West and the AFC North, just like all the other teams in the division. So they get the Browns, they get the Ravens, they get the Bengals. Um, they're third place teams. Um, that means they get uh, the Dolphins and uh, the I guess they have the Raiders. So they're second place schedule. Yeah. So Dolphins and Raiders. That's two tough games out of division. Yeah. At the Dolphins too and on the road. So uh, yeah, there's some tough games here. I guess I guess looking at the schedule gives me some pause about about hammering that nine win over, but. Still, man. I mean, they get four, they get two games against the Jaguars, two games yeah. against the Colts, yeah. they get the Browns. <laughs> it's a lot of chances. Yeah, a lot of chances here. They get the Forty ers They get the Rams. Cupcakes. West right? Coast so, cupcakes. Yeah, there's like there's like seven, six or seven. Just like you should win this game yeah. if you're halfway decent. Uh, and then they just need to beat like the Texans or a, a good team. Like, you know, beat the beat the Dolphins. Come on, if they're a playoff team, you beat the Dolphins. Right. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's what you worry about with the young team is not cleaning up in the games that they're just supposed to win. Right. That's that's where you worry about the young quarterback, young um, just young players overall. Yeah, yeah, and then it, you know, again, I think this division, like it did last year, could come down to uh, you know those late season head to head games, uh, maybe between. Well, the the Titans and Texans last game is week thirteen, so you know it could be one of those games. And the the unless it's Texans and Jaguars lying for the division, which I can't imagine, uh, you have the you know it's either going to be uh, Colts or the Texans, and either of those teams is probably got more veteran leadership than the Titans do. So yeah, uh, but you know at some point you that's how you become a veteran is you you know you get some experience and you, you finally win some of those games. Yeah. So so where do you guys stand on Mariota overall? What's what's your levels of confidence in him just overall? 
I loved him coming into the league. Uh, I thought he should have been drafted ahead of Winston. Um, I am much more lukewarm on him now. I I strongly disagree on the Winston front, but that's obviously, again, I went to FSU. I was there when Jason was there. But, you know, I think over time he'll be a quarterback who's, you know, better than somebody like Andy Dalton, um, but not as good as like a Matt Ryan or somebody like that, you know, somewhere in the middle there. Um, I think he'll, I, I think he's good enough to be a starting QB in the league for a pretty long time and win games in the NFL. Yeah. And, and you could, I, you can win a Super Bowl with him. Like he's, yeah. he's good enough to win the yeah. Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. I think if Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson can win the Super Bowl, Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. can. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> By that argument, like, sure. anybody can win. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I roll up so Scott two of the best like... defensive teams of all time, yeah. Sure. <laughs> right. But, uh-huh. so, the, so the one thing with Mariota for me is when I watch him, I think, he, I think he's still figuring out his identity as an NFL player. I think he's still figuring out just how much he wants to run with the football because we all mm-hmm. know he can do it, but we also all know the risks with being a running quarterback and some of the kind of negative opinions of you that come around when you're labeled as a running quarterback, quote unquote. So I think he's still yet to figure out just how much he is looking to run the football in the league, just how much he wants to do the read option and, and, you know, really get downfield, you know, kind of rolling out of the pocket versus how much he wants to just try and transform himself into a pocket passer. And I think he needs to – he can choose either one, but he kind of has to figure it out because it seems like he – he seems like he hesitates when he gets to the line a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this this could be a truly devastating offense if he if he can hook up, you know, some down-the-field connections with, with Corey Davis or, or you know, even – like turn Eric Decker into a reliable third down conversion machine kind of thing. Right. You know, like, right. You know, he, Marcus Miller doesn't have to do that much for this offense to be spectacular. Right. Uh, so, but if he did, if he did, if they, if they had him running kind of a spread read option, Oregon style offense, that could be, that could be even crazy, crazy. Yeah. That could be amazing, but it could be very short lived. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and and I think uh, I think Mariota is pretty aware of of that, but I think he's one of the most interesting players to watch for me in the entire NFL this year. Totally. To see what Marcus Mariota we see. Uh, so moving on to the last team in this division, uh, the Houston Texans. Um, the Houston Texans. Uh, if you can separate them from J.J. Watt in your head. Uh, more power to you. All I can think of when I think of the Texans is J.J. Watt, like, rapping into a, but not into a, a Hard Knocks camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was that song? It was like 10% Luck, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all the Fort Minor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a, like a backwards baseball cap, and he's like, you know, I totally don't know there's a camera right there. <laughs> no, no, not a chance. He has no idea. Yeah, no, he's such a fucking loser. Um, he's a tool. He's yeah. A tool. yeah. Yeah. But he's damn good at football. Yeah. Uh, and he'll hypothetically, supposedly be back healthy this year. Yep. Um, 
which if he is, is really bad news for the rest of the NFL, particularly the starting quarterback, because uh, while Watt was out last year, Jadavian Clowney finally figured it out. Yeah. Uh, and Whitney Merciless also is on this team. Yeah. So yeah. you've got those three guys all rushing the quarterback at the same time. You have, yeah. like, the horseman of the apocalypse there yeah. in terms of pass rush. Uh, you know, last year the Texans' defense was fifth against the pass with J.J. Watt injured most of the time. Yeah. And J.J. Watt is, like, like several levels above the other pass, elite pass rushers in the NFL. Yep. Like, you know, Von Miller's Pretty awesome. Much. J.J. Watt is just that awesome, except he yeah. beats two or three blockers on every play. And not he only does. that, but he does so much, so much else. Like, Von Miller, at the end of the day, is a pure pass rusher. J.J. Watt does it all. Run game, yeah. passing, batted passes, I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a force of destruction. Um, so he, he really could play any position in the front seven. He really oh, could. yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um, so, he's, you know, having him back in the league, you know, hopefully ESPN has gotten over with him. I doubt they have. No. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure the first time he gets a sack this year, it'll be breaking news across the nation. Let's just hope him and Tebow never meet. Uh, oh, so God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, spare me. Um, they'd make beautiful babies, though. <laughs> They would have the most annoying kids in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. They would work oh. so hard at praying. Their teachers <laughs> would love them. <laughs> so many apples on teachers' desks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. I, mm, mm. They would dress uh, nice for church, eat all their vegetables. Yeah. They'd be great kids, yeah, actually. Fuck those hypothetical kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so honestly, like with with that pass rush in that front seven, right? I don't see see a ton of you know they're they're not special on the back end. Um, KJ Dillon may be taking a step forward. Uh, he's got a lot of playing time at safety as a rookie, so. He might be better. Uh, they were 18th against the run, uh, but I think, again, having J.J. Watt back will make a huge difference there. So I expect the Titans, the Texas defense to be, you know, a top five defense in the NFL probably. No doubt. Totally. Totally. Um, Absolutely. The question for this team, you know, as it has been, is, uh, again, a quarterback. Uh, Not last anymore. Year, last year they had the rocket launcher uh, who was – Quite honestly, maybe the worst starting quarterback I've ever seen. Could be. Um, Could be. Yeah, you know what? Like, was was Brock Osweiler the worst starting quarterback in my lifetime or in your lifetime? Any of you guys? Have you seen a worse starting quarterback than than Brock Osweiler? Well, so there there are two guys that. So it's it's him and Blaine Gabbert up there for me because those those two guys watching watching those two guys they just kind of look. Awkward on the field, like you know, you 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 see the signs of a bad quarterback when they miss throws, they miss wide open guys, and you're yelling at the television. Those two guys, they just move weird. Like Brock Osweiler and Blaine Gabbert, just look awkward with a football in their hands. Their throwing motions are awkward and long. They 
just look uncomfortable in the pocket, even though they're huge. So those are the, those are probably the two guys, and I, I, I might just be bashing on them because they both have immense physical abilities, and they're just dumb or whatever. But yeah, those, Blaine Gabbard and uh, and Brock Osweiler are probably probably the top two for me. Anthony, what about you? I'll take you one step farther farther on the uh, um, like crazy physical abilities and just dumb. I'm going to Marcus Russell. Ooh. Oh, oh, phenomenal! Yeah, he was bad, bad, he bad, was, bad. He was real bad. Yeah, I, see, I don't know. I'm. I think I'm going to stick with with the rocket launcher. I last year <laughs> there was a moment where Brock Osweiler genuinely made a question if he was throwing with the wrong hand. <laughs> like, like I thought he might have been a lefty, and just nobody ever told him. Right, like he looks like a like a baby dinosaur still learning to walk. He's he's just throwing the wrong hand. It's, it's the only yeah. explanation. It's just um, like limb. It's like limbs everywhere. Like, yeah. So they they went out uh, in the off season and literally paid the Browns to take Brock Osweiler off their hands. They were like, "We'll pay for it. Just get him off our team. Get him out of here." Um, <laughs> And then they went ahead and drafted Deshaun Watson uh, in the first yeah. round. Yeah. But I'm not sure if they intend to start him from week one. Uh, I think they're in, a, they're in a quarterback battle with Tom Savage. I think they're talking about Tom Savage being the starter right now until Watson wins the job. Uh, do you guys buy that? Do you think Watson will start week one? Should he start week one? Don't sleep on my boy Brandon Whedon. Make Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> There's another contender for the worst starting quarterback ever. At 30 ever. years old in his third year in the NFL, he's making something. No, I think I think you have to start Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I think I think yeah. I I don't know that they will. I would hope they do. If they're smart, they will. The guy looks good. I think that he can really elevate this offense, which has struggled, you know, over the past couple of years. I think DeAndre Hopkins has been the biggest waste of talent in the NFL over the past three years. I mean, the guy is insane. He, you put him with, you put him on a team like, I mean, even the Colts, somebody with a decent quarterback that'll actually throw him the ball, and you know, he's a, a top five receiver year over year. And even with people like Brock Osweiler, he's still put up great numbers. Um, I, I think Deshaun Watson's obviously going to be the future of this team. I think they've invested a lot in him, and I say, I, I say, throw him out there because I mean, this is obviously a title contending team. And it's not like they have an established quarterback. Um, I, I, when I say title, I mean like playoff contending team. Uh, and they don't, it's not like they have somebody who's you know an established quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. who's you know can like develop Watson and you know after a year, maybe a year or two, bring him in. You know, kind of like the Kansas City situation with Mahomes and Alex Smith. But you know they don't have that. Tom Savage is pretty unproven in the NFL. I mean, it hasn't shown us anything special um, since got drafted in a few years back, 2014. I think you got to go watch it. I mean, you traded guy, I want to say. Traded up to get him, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they traded up quite a bit. They, I think and they don't have it. And it's not like they have a good quarterback right now. Yeah, start the guy. You, do you think starting him – do you think that's the best thing for his development too or just what the team needs or – I think it's – you know, maybe it's not. I, I'm, I'm almost always on the side of, hey, let's let's say a young guy sit and learn. Ninety yeah. percent of the time, I am. But when right. you've got that defense and you've got some weapons, Will Fuller is no joke either. You know, when you've got that defense totally. and that roster around you, and you've got a chance to really make a run, and I think you have to go with the upside there because it's not like you. 
at the end of the day, you don't know what you're getting out of Tom Savage for an entire season, and you don't know what you're getting out of Watson either, but Watson has way more upside. So, fuck it. Roll with him. <laughs> totally, totally 100% agree. 90, 99% of the time, I say sit the quarterback, not even just a year. Sit him for two or three years. Yeah, sit Aaron the guy. Rogers. Sit the guy. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, every time. Sit him, sit him, sit him every time, except for Deshaun Watson. Not only because he's coming onto the right team for it, because Deshaun Watson is special. He is a special leader. He is a special player. He's going to be a perennial pro bowler. He's that type of guy who's just ready. You hear the way – I mean, his uh, – coaches always hyperbolize about players, but the way Davo Sweeney hyperbolized about him more than anybody, just the way his teammates talk about his leadership skills, the way he came through at his and played his best at the biggest moments, when the spotlights were on, Deshaun Watson came through and, and elevated his game in those moments. He's a great leader. He's a great teammate. Everybody loves him. And there's, looking back at it, there's absolutely no reason why Deshaun Watson wasn't the first overall pick. None. The, there were there were no weaknesses in his game. I don't. I can't understand why he wasn't picked first overall. The scouts well, got hold, it wrong. Hold on. There, if you believe that Deshaun Watson is a ready-made, multiple-time like Pro Bowler, perennial Pro Bowler. Yeah, of course you stick him in in week one. But there were reasons to believe that he, you know, isn't that. There's reasons to question his accuracy. There's reasons to question his decision-making. He threw a ton of interceptions. He he almost single-handedly threw away multiple games for Clemson last year. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of turnover reasons to, to worry about him. And, and you know, this is the counter-argument for why you start Savage, right? We've talked, you know, in this episode already about how if you have an awesome defense, you can totally win a ton of games, and even win the Super Bowl if your quarterback doesn't like actively fuck it up for you. So right. there's a real risk in starting Deshaun Watson on a team with a championship window, in that he's the reason that it like that he fucks it up for you. And then not only do you spoil the year of your championship window with another Brock Osweiler, you you know turnover machine, you've uh, you've also ruined Deshaun Watson's confidence. But isn't it a little bit different in, in like, a downfield offense in Clemson versus a NFL pro-style offense, by the way, throwing to a guy like DeAndre Hopkins who catches anything in sight? Yeah, but yeah, the quarterback is a hell of a lot better, too. It's not like yeah. He's not playing against college secondaries and college defensive teams anymore. It's going to get a lot more complicated. He's going to say, see way, way different types of pass rush and way different types of coverage versus much better corners. I think like a lot of the intent, I don't disagree. I don't think Watson will be a bad quarterback. I think he would have, I mean, that's a little overboard for me. Because, I mean, look, I think if we had this podcast 10 years ago, we would have been saying the exact same things about Vince Young. No, 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 no. I knew it. I called it back. Then. Oh, no, but no. But a lot of the same stuff you brought up applies, right? Like Vince Young, leader, elevates his game in the toughest. Total proven, so, yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't win yeah, but, the Super Bowl on intangibles. Yeah. Look at the way Vince Young threw the football. He couldn't even throw it right. He kinda he shot put it. <laughs> look at the way Deshaun look at the decisions Deshaun Watson makes. He, yeah. he throws tons of interceptions that are like brutally stupid against simple college defenses. Look, I'm I'm a Vince I, I loved Vince Young. I think Vince Young got uh got a raw deal there, but I mean, if we're talking about what you just brought up with the intangibles, like I like Deshaun, yeah. Deshaun Watson too, 
But, I mean, I don't know that he's he's there yet. He's, he's got some work to do. But, I mean, I think we agree on the point that at this point, you've got the roster around him. You've got the support. I think if you're going to make a you're – not, you're not winning. I don't think you're winning the Super Bowl with Tom Savage. I don't think he's got the upside. I think you can win a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson if he realizes his potential for sure. Well, so, yes, yeah, so absolutely, right, is, is how good does Deshaun Watson need to be or Tom Savage, whoever plays quarterback, how good does the quarterback need to be for this team to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Oh, they're, they're not. They're not this year. They, they won't be. Again, he, he, you, you guys are right. He, does, he will throw interceptions. He's going to throw a lot of them his rookie year. They're not winning a Super Bowl this year, probably next year. Well, then why then why risk throwing Watson out there, you know, when he could when we agree that he could use some time developing on the bench? If if there's no chance in the Super Bowl this year, why risk Watson? Because he's because I don't think because I think he's different. I think he's the type of leader who's going to not be discouraged by throwing a bunch of interceptions, like because we already saw it in college. You look when you look at when his interceptions came. They came early in games. They came. You know, he, he performed better in crunch time than he does just in your average run-of-the-mill game situation. And I think I, I think he's just the, the kind of guy who doesn't get discouraged by mistakes in a way that another quarterback's entire career can be ruined by a bad rookie season. I just don't see that happening to him. I think his his intangibles make him way less prone to that. Okay. Also, so... Yeah, so do do either of you think that there's a world in which the Houston Texans are a Super Bowl contender this year? No. Wait, oh, is it possible? I mean, for sure. The defense is good enough. If you have a great defense, anything is really possible, right? Sure. I mean, sure. If the, I, I could see a scenario where the Titans, and going off of your point, I think the, the Titans can, you know, make it to the playoffs, win a bad division, and then yeah. Deshaun Watson elevates his play, starts balling out, goes all Joe Flacco on us. And right. now next year we're talking about is is Deshaun Watson elite. Right, right, right. But is it and, likely and no? Is it likely no? Right, right. And that. But there's when there's an upside like that, when there's a possibility, and I think that's what you're saying as well. Like yeah. fuck it, roll the dice. Because that's the type of thing that can start off like can really just kickstart a franchise. Right. But, you know, like you said, you acknowledge that that you know the not the most likely scenario, but if that did happen. Then you're looking at the team, maybe the team to beat over the next ten years. Yeah. Well, they uh, they've got a tough schedule, uh, you know, as far as the and an AFC South can have a tough schedule. <laughs> uh, in that they play, uh, they're out of division games at New England uh, and home in Week 16 against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, they also are at Seattle. Uh, they are, I guess, they're home for the Chiefs, so that's not terrible. They're home for the Cardinals, and that's not the right place to be. But so they've got a, they've got certainly the toughest schedule uh, in the division. Uh, Jack, do you have an over under for them in terms of wins? Yeah, they were. I'm gonna have to double check these because they had them at eight. Oh my god. Yeah, I need to. These these have to be old. Did JJ Watt get hurt again? Yeah, I, they they must be. I I gotta double check these, but if it is eight, I think we're all going over. So yeah. so maybe what what for for each of you guys, what would what would make it a really difficult number for you guys? What would make it a number that you just wouldn't wouldn't bet either side on? 
Ten. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. That high. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm liking the. I'm liking where you guys' heads are at. Yeah. I think this team wins the division. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm seeing eight and a half for the Texans right now for over under, which okay. I I just fully don't understand. That's where the money's at right there. I that that number makes no sense to me. Well, that number is Tom's eight wins. That that number is Tom Savage. Right. I mean, do you guys put it past Bill O'Brien to just put his foot in the ground and just say no, you're redshirting? Absolutely not. But no. but it, can Tom Savage be worse than Brock Osweiler? <laughs> like that's, <laughs> right, right. That's the thing. They won nine right. games with Brock Osweiler. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's easy money. That's, that's really easy, buddy. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> they run nine games with Brock Osweiler, <laughs> and you think they're going to get worse, Vegas? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's I. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a there's a hit out on JJ Watt that they know about. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Texans' offense—they were 30th in, in passing and 27th in rushing last year. God. And they won nine games. So they didn't have J.J. Watt. If you give them J.J. Watt and even a like even just a bad offense, like, yeah. like even just bad would be an improvement. So I I really don't understand what's going on with that total. That's bonkers. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely crazy. They they have to know something. They, oh man, I guess uh, I'm I'm. Definitely gonna put down some. I'm gonna run to BetTSI.com and, and put down some <laughs> some wagers on that over under. Yeah. a little free ad, free ad for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony, you, you haven't been on the show very long. But usually, when we do ads, we uh, we make fun of the team or the the companies. So, uh, yeah, when when there's one I actually use, I uh, give you a free publicity again. Maybe they can. Maybe there you go. the favor. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, you know, looking at the standings, do we, we? I think we all see the Texans as the favorite here. Totally. Uh, is anybody taking uh, any of these other three teams as a playoff contender or is going to make the playoffs? I think that the uh, it's hard. I think the Titans and the Ravens compete for that second wild card spot. Yeah. And I, I'd have to think. I'd have to think more about it to pick a winner. I can give you a yes or no right now. But I think it'll be close. I think the Titans will at least compete for a playoff spot. But yeah, given the given the choice between the the Titans and the Ravens, yeah, when you put it that way, I actually don't hate the Titans' chances. Right? I mean, who else? Yeah. Who right. Else? Right. Who else? right exactly. So See, shallow right now. I'm. Yeah. I would even, uh, Anthony. You're not going to like this, but I'm going to say it's a three-way race for two spots between the Chiefs, Ravens, and Titans. I can see the Chiefs taking these back this year. Uh, so. Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm actually going to go ahead and put the Titans as my number one wild card pick. Wow. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, Wait, I, so many, I could see how it. Many wins? And how many wins, Elias? Uh, I'm going to give him ten wins. So the number one wow. AFC wild card is at ten wins? I mean, they're usually 11 or 12. That's quite the yeah. swing. Uh, yeah, I, I think the AFC is going to have a down year this year because it's bad again. Uh, but that that means the good teams win more games. Well, I I think the you know the Patriots and the Steelers and 
the Raiders could all win like 13 or 14. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and I think the Texans will win more games this year than they did last year. Uh, and I think the Titans will win more, you know, I think the Titans win more games too. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Texans and Titans. Uh, somehow we're going to have two playoff teams in this division, uh, which really seems wrong. <laughs> yeah. They've gotten better though. But yeah, I think there's been major improvement. Uh, yeah. certainly I don't think it will be the worst division in the league. Uh, I don't think it will be nearly as embarrassing as it has been for the last, uh, you know, three or four years. Um, yeah. So, but you know, then again, I'm I'm also very confident we're going to see the AFC South will lead the the league in hilarious turnovers. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, a division with with a, a desperate Andrew Luck, uh, Bortles, you know, a, a panicking Marcus Mariota, and and either Tom Savage or Deshaun Watson, like that. There's there's a lot of turnovers waiting to happen out of the AFC South. Um, yeah, this this whole division is going to be a great division for just like just like watching watching games that you don't have a stake in. Just yeah. sitting back and like not giving a shit about watching football. <laughs> well, these guys are going to be on Thursday night a lot, so uh, you know, I hope I hope it's fun. <laughs> All right, uh, any last thoughts from you guys? Out. Yeah, that that uh, that about sums it up. Um, yeah, it it really is just going to be an exciting neutral observer division. I think there's there's a lot of storylines uh, surrounding some some talented young players that could go in a lot of different directions. Um, and yeah, there's 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 it, there's going to be a lot of good highlights. <laughs> coming out of this division a lot of a lot of highlights and a lot of low lights um, yep. it's going to be it's just going to be a, a there's exciting football going on in this division there really is it's it's not great teams nobody stands out but it's entertaining football to watch in this division for sure i'm uh i'm excited to see watson versus Mariota twice yes 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 yeah that could be a rivalry set up for for years to come yep yeah. for sure all right. Uh, thanks for, for doing this, guys. Uh, we will be back sometime in the next, you know, several days with the AFC East and then on to the NFC and, uh, and on to the regular season. So uh, for all of us here at Outsider Sports, thanks for tuning in. We out. Stay on the stud. These three words when you're getting busy. Whoa, that is Hitman. Boom, boom.